This is Helping with Happiness, episode number 150. Today we have on Lindy Schock from Enix Studies, and she is talking with us all about strengthening family relationships. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Well, Lindy, say hello. It's so good to have you back. Oh, thank you. Hello. This is so fun. So we had Lindy on like six months ago. It seems like it was just before Christmas when we talked last time. And today we're introducing a new segment of our podcast that we're going to be having where we're going to be having these like little intervals where we're going to talk about our come follow me study and how we're adapting that to our family and Lindy is the expert at adapting these things to family (laughs) so good at it and so for today's podcast we're actually going to go a little deeper into a lesson but normally when we air these they're going to be as part of our podcast but just a little segment so not necessarily taking up the whole podcast time but we get you a little bit longer today which I'm super excited and so Lindy, let's just give a quick little brief about you and your family since it's been about six months. And in case we have new listeners that didn't have a chance to hear that episode, and then let's dive right into our topic. Okay. Awesome. Um, I am a mom of three girls um, and the oldest actually has a birthday on Thursday and turns seven. And then the second turns five in a week and then uh, almost two-year-old. So, and then my husband, he um, is a painter, uh, not an artist painter, but he paints houses, but he is a craftsman in his work. And he actually works in a lot of the LDS temples, um, fixing uh, a lot of the stuff, damage and stuff, which is funny because I somehow in my brain think that the temples are just magically <laughs> they magically appearing and he comes home with pictures of moths in the in the windowsills and cracks and stuff and I was like oh well that's why they have people like you so he's actually right now at the Rexburg temple fixing uh some some water damage from their windows so very fun and then I I get to be a stay-at-home mom, and then I do this little business on the side. (laughs) And there's my my baby um, wanting my attention. And we hit a little snag today because Lindy's kids were sick all during the night, and so the babysitting didn't get to happen or anything. So we're just going to have little voices here and there on the podcast, and that's just mom life, and that's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) It It comes with the job. (laughs) let's talk about enix studies just a little bit just a quick recap of what you do with enix studies and then we're gonna give you guys a little lesson today it's gonna be awesome okay yes um enix studies is helps for the come follow me curriculum so every week there is a a lesson that goes with the come follow me topics um, and follows the scriptures and so there's an activity for your young kids there's an activity for your older kids. So then you can have the same lesson in your family 
and even activity days where you have kind of an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old. Um, you can have one lesson and, uh, and then they each have an activity that challenges them. Uh, and then there's a quote of the month that we like to put on our fridge to remember what we learned. And then there's a little bit of a lesson plan for ideas of what you can do with the lesson. So that's what, that's what I do with Enix Studies. And um, it's helped my family. If anything, it's helped my family have gospel discussions and to have fun activities. My kids are excited to do church, <laughs> which is really fun for me. And it pushes me where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this today. And they're like, are we doing church? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, it's, it's been a, a great asset, even just in my own family. We've loved it too. We've been doing it for a little over six months. Cause I think we were doing some of it before you came on. So we're loving it. And then it, I love it because you were saying with kids and teens, my kids run the gamut in the ages. So yeah. four now to 19 and even my missionary I send her some of these packets and she uses them and her lessons because she always needs little things that she can so she can yeah because she's got a she, she one day she talked to me and just said oh I need something that I can share with kids because it's so hard when I have these lessons and I don't have any kind of props or you know she's like even though I grew up in this family I'm this oldest of seven kids I just thought, oh, she has the tools. She knows how to do that. But she really hasn't had to be the one in charge of figuring. So she's like, tell me all the things we used to do when I was little. And I just said, oh, I have some great ideas. Why don't I just send these packets to you right now? And so it's been helpful for all ages in our house. So I'm really excited to hopefully help our listeners be able to use this in their homes if it's helpful too. So yeah, great. I love hearing that. <laughs> it's so great. So I would love to go through the lesson that would be actually for Come Follow Me last week, but I can kind of share kind of what we did and what you did since we've been through this lesson with our families. And then we'll just do a quick little snippet of the lesson <laughs> that really would be covering for this week so that you can have something to do with your family this week if you want. So I'm going to let you go ahead and take the stage and tell us about the packet that you got together, strengthening family relationships, which my family really needed this week. <laughs> yes. And I, it's always a good reminder. I think the strength in family relationships. We need it like every week, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I agree. So what I did with this one is I took some of the ways that we talk to each other. I think a lot of, in fact, one of the quotes that I have is 10% um, of conflict is due to difference in opinion and 90% is due to wrong tone of voice, which I don't, I mean, I don't know where the, right. where <laughs> do you get these studies from? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if that's a study, a stat or just opinion, but either way, I feel like it's true. Um, I've just noticed in my relationship with my husband, it's the way that I approach because I'm quite blunt and I just, I'm like, blah, this. And he's like, Ooh, ouch. And I was like, really, really? <laughs> So I have learned a lot about the tone of voice and in talking to my kids, seeing how they react to how I'm saying something. And I can say the exact same thing in a nice way and they respond totally different. I, I practice please and thank you and I ask my kids to, right? And so, so that's what this lesson is about is, is having, uh, changing the way that you say things. So I have 
just some ways you can say stuff like in a good way, concern, love, kindness, um, helpfulness, understanding. Um, and there's also the other side of that, annoyed, anger, blame, defensive, confrontational. Um, and, and in our family, we role played a couple ideas on this. Yeah, or, so I want you to tell me all about how it went. <laughs> okay, so they're cubes and you roll the cubes and then you, you role play on whatever pops up, whatever the emotion is that pops up. Yes, which I like. And you have the two different cubes. So you have the one cube that's in black and white for the kind of more negative tones and then the colorful cube for the more positive tones. And at least yeah. the way we did it is we rolled the negative one first and then we rolled the positive one after and so they could see. Yes. So tell me how it went with you guys. And that's the same. We, we practiced the negative one first and then did the positive. So I, I led as the example, because I know that this is a good lesson for me too. <laughs> and I got, um, so I, I, I role played them having screen time and the way that I approached them turning screen time off. And, I, and so I said, you stop watching TV. You watch so much TV and no, no phones, no iPads, just too much. Go play. <laughs> and I love that your baby just looked up from her device or whatever she was doing right when you said that. <laughs> she was like, oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> uh, and then I said, so girls, have you ever heard me say it that way? And they're like, no. <laughs> And I was like, that's very nice of you to say, but that's not true. I say like that a lot. <laughs> Maybe not screen time, but I say it about, I mean, I have that tone of voice more than I care to admit. Um, so then I said, okay, so how can we say it nice? And so they threw out a couple ideas and then, and then I said, okay, so, so I call them zombies if they watch too much screen time. So then I, I said, Eliza and Zoe, it's time to turn off the TV. You're turning into zombies. Let's go play. <laughs> so I said it nice and um, and they all laughed and it was fun. So then my oldest daughter, it was her turn to practice and she got confrontational. And so I had to explain that that's like wanting to fight, you know, like you go into it ready to fight. <laughs> and so um, the role play was somebody had her toy. And so I said, okay, how do you do that confrontationally? And she goes, give me my toy. Bam. Pretended <laughs> 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 to punch me. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. You have hit your sister a couple of times. Maybe like there's a little bit that leads up to that, but, <clears throat> but it was just so funny. Like, give me my toy. Bam. Bam. <laughs> uh, um, but it was really good. And then they did the same thing to my husband, who also um, said it in a way that was, you know, his was giving them the wrong colored plate. And he was like, you get what you get. <laughs> Just eat your food, dang it. <laughs> and they're like, no, dad never says that. <laughs> yeah. I love these selective memories that they have, yeah. right? <laughs> well, it's okay for me. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll grow up thinking that <laughs> we never yelled. And <laughs> So then uh, we have the cubes on our on our table. And so if somebody says something in one of the negative cube ways, then we get to roll the positive cube. So you get to roll the positive cube and then practice it again, saying it again. So then it, instead of role playing, it kind of puts it in practical yeah. application so that they can see. And we, we have a saying in our family already that 
if they say something in a negative way, then I say, try a different way. And I know that means try it in a more positive way. Try and say it nicely. So, which I think is so important to give them a chance to try it again, because I know sometimes I say things and I don't realize my tone of voice the first time. I mean, sometimes I know that they mean it or that I mean it, but there's oftentimes when I'm like, okay, wait, I really need to try that again too. So it's kind of nice to have a do-over when you're just, I don't know, like you were saying before, just kind of being blunt and saying things. I don't always notice. So that's coming across. So it's even a good reminder for me. Okay. Let me think about how I should say this in a way that would be more building instead of tearing them down. It's so true. I I mean, I say that often to my kids, but how often do I myself say, okay, let's Lindy try it a different way and then redo it. And so this this lesson really was a good reminder for parents and kids on how everybody talks to each other. Uh, it was a good, a good learning experience for, for Brad and I to, to, even though our kids said no, then we get to admit, yes, I do say it like that and, and acknowledge it and try to change. Totally. So for us, my teens got into this a little bit more. My little ones were doing more of the coloring pages that were going with it on the floor. And one of my teens is like, oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to role play confrontation. I don't know how to do this, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, let me give you an example. I don't even remember what I said. I remember it was like, you know, you're getting into my stuff or we always do this or, you know, I did something like that. And my little ones turn around and they just stare at me and they're got these wide eyes and they're all scared. And I'm like, I'm really not mad. <laughs> Obviously they must hear this voice from me way more than they should or something because all of a sudden everyone was stiff standing at attention. And I just thought, wow, that is crazy how quickly they just went rigid and were just bracing themselves for the impact but and then as we did it again it was like everybody was more calm and laughing and it just made such a big impact on me of what I want the feeling to be like in my home whether my kids take from this lesson immediately or not I definitely took from the lesson even though this was one built for me teaching my kids I completely learned from it yeah yeah Uh, it changes the whole tone and feeling of the home, I think. And that starts at mom and and dad, um, at parents, but a big part of it, at least in my home, is is me, is mom. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm glad that we're talking about it as a family because now we can all help each other. So if I'm having an off day, maybe my kids can call me out even and just say, hey, mom, you know, roll the cube. Roll the cube. <laughs> you know, or, and I also liked you had some, instead of just having the cubes that you did for the kids, for the teens, you had those cards that you printed out with the, you know, the opposite emotions back to back. So it was, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, it was like loving on one side and then on the other side of loving, it was, angry angry right and so and it had little definitions of what both of those mean and we went through those we had each person you know take turns reading those cards and so we're leaving those out next to the cubes too so that they can see you know are you which side of the card are you kind of being right now and if you can't think of how to change it flip the card over maybe you look for the emotion that you're feeling and then you turn that emotion over and say okay 
how can I express this in a more loving way? And so, and, and, and that, that ends. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was also going to say, I really liked when you were talking about how we're not trying to stuff away the bad emotions. It's not that we're not trying to feel, I mean, and I don't even want to say bad emotions, more like strong emotions, I guess, that can yeah. be a little harsh sometimes or just. Yeah. It's okay to have the emotion. It's okay to get fired up. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's what you do from there. And if you need to, I this goes along with what I was going to say when I interrupted you is, is it's okay to take a second to mm-hmm. feel the emotion, process the emotion, and then come back with kindness. That's totally okay. You don't want to stuff it. You don't want to like, no, we don't want to pretend it's not happening or yeah. not be valid in our feelings or anything like that. Yeah. It's just how we're expressing our feelings to those around us. Like thrashing yeah. on the floor in a tantrum is not the way to react, even though you might feel those things. Yeah. I just had this conversation with my six-year-old this week. If you're feeling those things, go outside and blow bubbles to your heart's content. And then when you're calm enough to talk about it, then I would love to hear your side. But you rolling on the ground, throwing a fit or screaming at your sister is not making any of us want to do anything nice for you. So yeah. we can't work through it until you're in a place where you're calm enough to handle whatever's happening. Yeah. Everybody has their boundaries and, and when they're crossed, then that's when we get those, the confrontational, the fear, the anger, and, and that's, that's okay. Now, then you know what your boundary is and you can come back and say, when you did that, it made me feel like this, please don't do that again. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It was a good example too, with the toy, you know, when they were playing with the favorite toy you know, my kids, when they were role-playing it, they were like, fine, you can play with my toy. And I said, well, that's not exactly (laughs) what I'm saying you have to do with this. Maybe you can say, you can look at it for a couple of minutes, but next time, can you ask my permission before you touch my things or, you know, just different things like that, where there are things that are special to us. Like I have things I don't want my kids to touch that are mine for sure. for lots of reasons, but, (laughs) but so I think that it's important that you honor people's boundaries, but on the other hand, you don't have to be ugly about it. You know, you can come about it and from a place of love. And I know when people are sweet to me about asking me to do things in a kind way, I'm so much happier to oblige them than if they come at me and I'm automatically on the defense. So Imagine a world where um, kids learn this young and can grow up to still express what they're feeling and thinking, but in a way that other people are willing to listen because they said it with kindness. Like that, that. that's a huge asset in, in, in teaching our kids to grow up to be adults, (laughs) you know, and for us to learn to be adults. (laughs) And we're never going to be perfect at this but we can make baby steps and get better and better right acknowledging it is is a huge step in 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 being able to to move forward yeah so was there anything else in that lesson that we wanted to share what else was in there Um, the only thing that I wanted to touch on as well is is acknowledging or or taking notice of facial expressions Mm -hmm. and intent and that's the one thing that I helped my kids and when I was showing them some of the the faces I was like hey are her eyebrows like this, you know, furrowed or are they up? And they say it's up. And then I say, are their eyes squinted or are they open? And is their mouth all and, or <laughs> you know, like, so then it, it helps them to see um, 
other cues, not just the feelings, but also facial expressions. And on the, on the cards, it talks about intent. Whereas when you said this, was it intended to hurt somebody, you know, were you trying to communicate or were you trying to injure, you know? And so just being able to see some of those other cues, I think is important in, in communication. Yeah. I think that's really important too. And I think it helps us look at each other a little bit more too. Don't you think nowadays, I don't know, we're stuck with our face in a device or I don't know. I just get busy sometimes too, you know, I'm busy cleaning the house or working on a project and the kids need something and I forget to really pay attention to them. And I'm sure it goes both ways with them too. Yes. To see each other and see what actually see what they're feeling and, and recognize those cues. I love that. So, and I think this segues really nicely into the lesson that's coming in this week, which is about the city of Enoch, which is perfect because you're Enoch studies. So I love the timing of this. It just is, just fits really nicely. So let's talk just a little bit about the city of Enoch. I obviously really like the city of Enoch. <laughs> I named my business after it. The idea of it, um, of the city of Enoch, I think is, at least from from my perspective before I started um, actually working towards it, is that it seemed unattainable. It's it's not going to happen to me or us. And and I realize the truth of it is that it is promised that we will be lifted up as well right before the second coming. And I don't know what that looks like exactly, but I'm assuming it would be similar to the city of Enoch of these people who are unified and kind and loving and, and they will be lifted up before the second coming. And I just realized, oh, like it's totally possible for us. And like I said, I don't know what any of that looks like, except for that the wording is the same for the city of Enoch and for us before the second coming. I, it became kind of my goal to, to not only help me and my family, but to try and unify and help my community. And, and when, even with Enoch studies, like help everybody that I can, if I can, you know, just be a kind of a, a voice of, of hope and, and unity. And so, and how, how appropriate that is for this this last year i feel like everything is so polarized there it's it's the us against them mentality or even me against everybody i see that a lot too you know so there's um and and like you said before it gets so polarized that neither side is right we're we're fighting against each other for things that we believe but we're not seeing the other person you know neither neither side is is working towards unity and love it's it's mask against no mask it's republican against democrat with the election it was um blacks against whites um all of these things came up just this last year just this last year and and um in uh moroni when he's talking about his people um being destroyed one of the things that he says is that they lost the love for each other. No, it was Mormon. Mormon. Um, he said they lost the love for each other. And how how I saw that this year, it was it was sad and scary that that we lost the love for each other. And and that's the very opposite of what the city of Enoch is. The city of Enoch is unity and love and and helping. And and not only that, one of the things I put in the lesson is that it doesn't mean that we're all the same. 
Like, it doesn't mean that we all act like this particular person who is perfect in our, you know, like it's, it's that we take our personalities and our weaknesses and our strengths and we, and we use those things together to create unity and love and to help lift each other up. And if there's something that I'm not good at, you're good at it. And so you do it. And I support you in that and vice versa, you know, that is to me what the, what the city of Enoch means and what, what we strive for. I teach um, Relief Society in my ward and I, I bring that up uh, often like, okay, what do we do in our little neighborhood that we can apply this principle and help each other be accountable for it? And so then we have our family unit, which we just talked about with the strengthening of families. And then we have our neighborhood and then we have our city and then the country, like all of those things, we, we start at the, at the core, at the nucleus and then, and then work out um, and just help each other. The truth is, is that most people are good. And when I say most, I think 95% of people are just good and they're just doing what they think is right for them and their family. And so whether it's wearing a mask, um, they have experiences that have told them that wearing a mask will keep them and their family safe. If it's not wearing a mask, then they have experiences that say, I don't, I don't want my family to wear masks or myself. I, I, I talk in family units because that's my world, but I realize that there's a lot of people who are single and um, have different nucleuses. Um, uh, so so to, to see their story and to respect that and to know like they want, they like I, I don't wear masks. I, I kind of have this belief that um, germs are good. <laughs> I let my kid play in the dirt and, and, and we share drinks and, it, and it's gross to a lot of people and I'm okay with that. Um, but to me, that helps build a robust immune system, whether that's true or not. That's just my, my reality, right? Um, and I have a neighbor who has at-risk people. And so when I go over there to see her, I'm happy to wear a mask because that's her reality. That's what she sees. She's had people in her family die and she has at-risk people in her home. That's just one example of the mask versus no mask. But, but it's, it's seeing what other people's story is and respecting that and loving that and loving the person and knowing that they're just trying to do good and they're just trying to be good and we all are imperfect at being that right we're all judgmental we're we're all have information that taints our reality um taint may not be the right word creates creates a reality we all have experienced different experiences that create our realities um but we can still be unified in Christ. We can still help and love each other. And so that's that's a long way to say this is what the city of Enoch is to me. Um, and what what um, in Moses uh, seven eighteen it says, and the Lord called his people Zion. This is talking about the city of Enoch. And the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and one mind. And and that's what I would love to strive for. I love that. I think that was a perfect example and explanation, even the masks and no masks, because that is something all of us can relate to right now. I mean, that is our daily reality, right? 
I love that. And I love how this um, strengthening family relationship segues into that because I feel like in the home is a really good place to practice so that when it's a, it's a safe place to correct, it's a safe place to, and and you're going to have daily run-ins, hourly run-ins, minutely run-ins, like it's just (laughs) going to happen all the time. And it's a great little practice ground for when you're out with other people. And I always hope I hope that what I'm teaching in my home to my kids, they take with them when they go out of the home and that they can then have better relationships and know how to react in a better way with people that are around them. And that maybe if we feel helpless about how to help all the ugliness that is going around in the world right now, this gives us a little hope of something that we can do we can do every day. We can be practicing with our family and with our neighbors to love and, and listen and understand. And I love your example in here. Um, you have an activity about making cookies together and how every ingredient of the cookies is different, but without one of those ingredients, the cookies would not be very tasty at all. Right. Leave out, I mean, I don't know if everyone's done. We've totally done the leave out the salt and the cookies experiment and then taste them and they're terrible, right? Leave out the sugar, awful, you know, leave out the egg, they're a crumbly mess. You need it to bind it, you know? So I just think it's so great that we each have different strengths. Like you making these cute little Sunday school packets and lessons for all of us to, to learn and teach with our families. That is not my strong suit. But I have a podcast where we can air it and talk about it to other people, you know, so I think we just find each other's strengths and we come together and give each other as much grace for our weaknesses as we can, because I know I would love some grace for my weaknesses. So I, I need to remember to give other people a grace for their weaknesses so that I can have that same mercy in my, in my life. There's a saying that says we judge ourselves on our intentions and we judge others on their actions. <laughs> and and wouldn't it be nice if we could see their intention and judge them on the intention. That's something some, I get to work on. I love that. I love that. And I think sometimes we can if we just listen. I think that's another thing I need to remember is that I just sit back and listen to why they feel the way that they do instead of just yeah. feeling attacked or annoyed that Yeah. Yeah we could really have some kind of understanding and love each other even more. Yeah. I think that's so good. Yeah. I love that. Well, let's tell everybody one more time where they can find you so they can jump in and grab these packets. Let's talk about your packets actually really quick. So Enix studies and tell about how you provide these packets and information and what you have available. We have what's called the family kit and that is the, what includes, it has the, the, lesson for the kid the lesson for the youth the quote for the week and the lesson plan to tell you kind of what I was thinking when I put the lesson together that's the family kit and that has a lesson for each week and then right now that is only available digitally but we are working on launching a physical product that comes in the mail I found that a lot of people either don't have printers or don't have ink in their printers because it's too expensive. So we'd like to provide the opportunity to, to get it in the mail, which is always more fun too, right? So, and then we also have a grandma package, which is that grandma can pay for it and then we send it digitally to their families. So it's a little bit cheaper for grandma 
to buy because I figured there would be like anywhere from two to six kids, right, is, is around the average. And so they can buy the initial kit and then add $2 for any family that they want to send it to on top of that. So it's a little bit cheaper for grandma to be involved, which is nice too, because then grandma gets to call and say, how was the lesson? And she knows what's going on and she can help with accountability as well as um, teaching. And then we actually, speaking of your daughter who's on a mission right now, we offer it free for missionaries. So that's kind of what we we offer right now is is those few different packages. It's all the same product. Um, it's just a different different avenues. Ways of getting it and distributing yeah. it. I love it. I think it's been it's been so great for our family. We loved it so much. And if you follow Helping of Happiness on Instagram, you've seen some of the different things that we've done with Enix studies. Cause I just, I love it so much. And I'll be sharing some stuff in our stories this week from the lesson that we, we did with the cubes and the cards and stuff. Um, Cause they've just been super fun. And I also forgot to mention in your city of Enoch, you have a fun little craft that you prepared where, um, and you have a great little YouTube on your YouTube channel too, <laughs> that shows you how to paste it together. If you're not quite sure how to paste it together, which I think is great. And it shows just how the, it's a cute little thing where it rises the city up and down. And so the kids, my kids, I think we're going to have a blast doing that. We're going to do that tonight and they're going to be able to rise it up and down and we'll make our cookies. It'll be really fun. I just love it because life gets really hectic and I want to have opportunities to have these activities and these conversations with my kids and you just do all the work so I just look at it and do it it's just so much easier and and you know it's nice digitally too because maybe I'll just print out a couple of pages that I need maybe I we can just look at it on my phone or on on a tablet or something and talk about some of the talking points and then I just print out the coloring pages or the craft or you know so it's not like you have to use all this ink to print the whole thing all the time if you don't want so it's really awesome um and you can use it for callings too I I there's my sister uses it for well they don't have singing time right now but she used to use it when she had singing time and she uses it for primary and there's my sister she'll take around all of the little crafts and then get on zoom with her little primary oh that's so cute so there's lots of any my uh one friend she's in young women's and so she sends around the youth stuff and they do the same thing for an activity do it over zoom so it's that is is such a good idea i love Uh, that i i definitely like I teach Relief Society, so my world, it's its my family that uses it, but I know there's lots of wonderful applications for callings, too, especially right now with, with things the way they are, so. Yeah, that's great, and I also love it because of the way things are right now. My kids have not been in a Sunday school primary setting for a year, and I miss them having those opportunities, and it took about six months of COVID for me to realize I think we need to make sure that we start doing this because I'm sad that they're missing out on this and so I just like okay Lindy's my helper now she's gonna help me get get this little bits of primary in and if you can't do it every week of course there's that and you don't worry about it you just do the lessons that you feel the most impressed to work on but you know, it's been awesome. We've had used your Easter packets and your general conference packets were a huge hit. My kids, she made these cute little 
faces where you put the different eyes and nose on the people to create what the speaker looks like. My kids loved that six months ago at conference and they loved it again this time. I mean, it's just going to be our new staple that they love to do. So yeah. I want to add, I was actually when it put most together this conference and I'm like, oh, I need to add this kind of nose and this kind of eyes. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> October, I'll have some new facial expressions for you or facial features. <laughs> oh, they were so cute. I love it. And they, they, even had my husband get into it and they thought it was so funny the faces he was making and he was doing and you know so it it really is just fun and I love it it's been great and I love your um let's give a shout out to your illustrator too he does such a great job he is so we are both artists um but he does the illustrating he um he draws people and he draws Joseph Smith and he draws Jesus Christ and all of these things. Like I can draw people, but not if you want it to look like a certain person, especially right. Jesus Christ, you know, and he's just incredible. He has such a fun way to see things. So I'll send him ideas and I'll get it back. And I'm like, hmm, that's not the way I had it in my mind. That's so fun. I often <laughs> open up my emails laughing, you know, because he, he brings so much life to the characters. So He's incredible. I'm super, super blessed to have him. His name is Kenny Jackson. We met on our mission in upstate New York and then just kept in touch. So he does an awesome job. We love it. We love it. Yeah. So fun. Okay. Thank you, Lindy. Yes. Thank you, Hillary. Hey, don't turn off this podcast quite yet. We've got a promo code for you. Lindy has offered us a little discount on her shop and I'm super excited to share that with you. Okay, so this coupon code is for 30% off at Enix Studies. Okay, so are you ready? It is super easy. It's just happy 30 exclamation point. So H-A-P-P-Y 30 exclamation point and that will get you 30% off. So you can go ahead and subscribe or you can get the Easter packets or the general conference packets or whatever it is that you're really interested in over there at Lindy Shop. It is just so awesome and you will love everything. It's so incredible. If you want to see more about Lindy, go check her out on Instagram or on her Facebook page or on her website, aniquestudies.com. And we'll also be talking about her on our Instagram and you'll find things about her all over our site as well. So go to helpingofhappiness.com. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend and rate us and review us if you like us. Have a good week.